welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one wonderful page of Talmud every day. And in today's page, Sachim 82, well, we deal with shame. Have a listen. The Gemara asks, what is the reason that the Paschal lamb must be burned before the temple and that those who prefer to burn it elsewhere are not permitted to do so? Rabbi Yossi Barchanina said, in order to embarrass them. Presumably, the reason that most of the offering became impure is because the owners were not sufficiently careful with it. Therefore, the sages decreed that it be burnt in a public place. Wow, I don't know about you, but that strikes me as a little bit harsh. Why does it have to be done in public in that specific place in this specific way? Well, to shame those who are insufficiently careful. We live in an age in which shaming is regarded as a really bad thing, and we are uh, frequently reminded to be kind and not to apply any kind of public shaming tactics. And yet here are our sages telling us straightforward that shame is applied in order to make sure this mitzvah is performed correctly. And to help us parse through this, I have the pleasure of welcoming to the show Rabbi Joshua Luxtein, the head of school of Westchester Day School. Hello, Rabbi Luxtein. Hello, Liel. So thank you so much for being our guest. And you are tasked as an educator who thinks about these educational issues of how do we deal with shaming? How do we get kids to do the right thing and understand the communal dynamic? You think about these issues quite a lot. So tell me, is it ever okay to shame? How do we handle shaming? How do we think about shaming as educators? Should we listen to Rabbi Yossi Barchanina as he says today that embarrassing people is necessary? Where do we stand on shaming in, in these modern times? Well, let me start by saying my doing this podcast is a little bit shaming me myself because I stopped learning Daf Yomi and Psachim um, at about Daf Mem. Um, so this is sort of a public shaming, I guess, but, um, but I'm choosing to do it myself, which of course there are restrictions on that as well, but I, I won't go there now. It will just, in this case, I will take it as a, uh, consider yourself forgiven. <laughs> Thank you. Um, well, look, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm reading the Gemara and I'm listening to it and I'm thinking, about a lot of things. My first reaction really is, look, the Korban Pesach, the Paschal Lamb, is such a huge central part of Pesach and of the Jewish people's experience, which therefore the rabbis are trying to figure out a way to make sure that everybody really takes it seriously. I think that's the idea of shaming. Hopefully this didn't happen too often, but the threat of shame somehow could possibly lead to to being more careful in the preparation and in the way we behave. And I, I can't help but make the connection to what schools and communities, you know, schools and communities, synagogues all over the world, Jewish communities all over the world. And humans all over the world are going through with the coronavirus, right? We're all telling everybody to be so careful, so careful. And yet you run the risk that if someone gets COVID-19, which we know millions have, then you run the risk of people feeling badly about it. Like, what did I do wrong? in order to get this. And there is shame, there is sort of self-imposed shame 
It may not be someone is saying, you who just got coronavirus, you should be ashamed of yourself. But it may be that because we have such a focus and so intensely pushing the precautions that people sort of just could just feel it um, as a result. I say, I say could. It's not a matter of could. People have felt it. People do feel it. And it's a very tricky situation. I want to digress for a little bit and just talk about sort of shame in general, right? We, the Gemara says, right. if you embarrass somebody in public, it's as if you killed them. So clearly the Gemara feels that it's one of the worst things you can do. And in a school setting, which I know better than other settings, we have a very famous idea in Judaism that lo habayshan lo made, that someone who is embarrassed can't learn. And that the whole goal of an educator is to give children the confidence to take risks and to and for trial and error and feel comfortable and to feel like they're learning as a it's a great thing to try it is a great thing to risk possibly getting a wrong answer just so that you will learn. So it's it, the idea of not shaming is huge. And I'll, I'll take it to sort of another place. There are any number of reasons why a child or a person could feel shame. And often children, students will sort of come to a teacher or come to an administrator or a uh, social worker or a, um, a school psychologist with an issue that they're facing. And what we've learned, what we you know, we have an amazing student support services department led by Dr. Naomi Adler and uh, Mrs. Susie Martyr. And one of the things that they've told us is when a student says something to you and when a student makes themselves vulnerable, it's not just the verbal response, it's the body language response. You could say the right things to help a child not feel shame but you could move your body in a way that goes against what's coming out of your mouth. And so what we try to do, and I, I imagine we're, we're not alone in this, what we try to do is prepare ourselves and know and be, be recognize our body posture, um, not just what comes out of our mouth, when dealing with someone who is making themselves vulnerable, be it a child or an adult. Coming back to coronavirus, we try very hard never to associate a name with someone who tests positive for COVID-19. Right. So, you know, if we're sending an email out to parents, dear sixth grade parents, a student in sixth grade tested positive. Um, e even, by the way, if the pronouns we use just don't sort of fit, you know, like uh, we hope the student has a refuah shlema. We hope they... You know, it doesn't fit, but we'll do anything we can to not name someone, whether it's a student or it's a teacher or an administrator, to take that to an extreme. We have some wonderful, amazing teachers who look out for other teachers and look out for students, and we have an amazing PTA that looks out for families. And we're always faced with this question of, can we tell somebody, even the most well-meaning person, so-and-so has COVID and could use help? And so we contort ourselves in so many ways in order to be able to get the information to someone who can help a person who needs help. So we'll, you know, there's a simple answer is what we do is we ask the person, would you be okay if we told 
X person that you might need some help. But, and I could give you a thousand stories like that, um, all designed to, getting back to the Gemara, all designed to maintain seriousness, maintain the precautions, maintain the emphasis on common sense and doing the right thing, but hopefully catching a person who may feel shame as a result of COVID, catch them before they feel shame or just as they feel shame to reassure them that whatever we do, we, we, we do whatever we can, but like other things, we don't control a virus and, you know, and a lot of what we do is beyond our control. Rabbi Lukstein, thank you so much for being our guest and for taking such care. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you for, for including me. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Magazine. If you enjoy this show, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafiomi. I'm your host, Leah Liebowitz. Our producer is Josh Cross, and our editor is Paul Ruest. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic, and we'll see you again soon. Music